Welcome to Journey Church Tucson Sermon Podcast. We are an evangelical free church seeking to honor God by making disciples that learn about, love like, and live for Jesus. Hello, welcome to the Journey Midweek Podcast, and I am Tyler Hurst, the Associate Pastor of Journey Church, and I'm here with Jim Roden, Lead Pastor of Journey Church, much like last week, but unlike last week, with special guest Stacy Roden. Hello, thanks for having us today. <laughs> today we want to uh, talk through a little bit about the background of this marriage class you guys are going to teach on Wednesday nights. This one's a little bit different, so I will introduce kind of, or I'll talk about the schedule at the end. Uh, but we want to we we want to just kind of ask some questions about uh, why think about marriage, why you guys think marriage is important at this particular season of all the different topics we could do. Uh, why grab onto a marriage class? Well, we were thinking about that a lot. First of all, we have a real passion for marriage, um, and as we kind of look at even statistically the divorce rate in the church and outside of the church, um, it's relatively the same. Mm -hmm. And so, and we realize that sometimes there's not a lot of, um, you haven't given a lot of attention to marriage specifically and, and that, that relationship that God, um, put together. And so that is, that is something that we are really passionate about and we wanted to give some attention to. Yeah. And I'll add an, another thing. We talk a lot about uh, loving God and loving others. That's uh, when we went through first John, you love God by loving one another. And we admonish that that means to give a, to, to um, motivate others to do that. But the second step of that, um, that's been throughout the ages and we know is, is so important is to actually offer some training to actually get down into the weeds, the nitty gritty and uh, unpack some of those biblical principles, some of those things that we can we can uh, discover and know that are true, and uh, unpack that. So yeah, we'll we'll uh, motivate and encourage people, but then we don't always take some time some some time to actually do training on that. And this class is uh, definitely designed to do some more of that. Yeah, I think that's so important because you have uh, you have kind of an absence of certain kinds of training in the church today. I, my small group just gathered at my house yesterday, Saturday, and we were talking about how it's interesting you get premarital counseling and then that never gets talked about mm -hmm. ever again. So you get, you know, you can be 10 years into your marriage the mm -hmm. first time you encounter something like really, really hard. Like you could have smooth sailing for like a decade, you encounter something and you have to recall something taking place or, or a lesson or a, a dinner or a conversation that took place a decade ago in terms of, you know, skills and training of how to handle that. And just thinking there's so much we could do with certain kinds of training and there's so much that we need to retouch on. It takes more than one time of hearing something in order to learn it. And yet we talk about this right before somebody gets married and then we, we almost never come back to it except for maybe an occasional sermon series. So I love that idea of making sure if we're trying to have people, uh, trying to set people up for flourishing lives, um, how can we retouch these very important, uh, very intimate, very personal relationships? Uh, so we have, we have a pretty diverse church here. When we did our church survey a year ago, we got back, um, you know, a third of our church is, is 65 and older, a third of our church is between 65 and uh, 40, and a third of our church is less than 40. So if you're thinking about who's in our church 
uh, and the kind of people we have attending. Who would you say that this class is for? Who do you hope attends and signs up for your marriage class? Yeah, I think marriage at any stage um, would benefit from this class. Uh, we're going to be basing the curriculum <clears throat> on, um, it's a curriculum called How We Love, and we're going to kind of be adding kind of our own spin to it, if you will, um, using using that as our foundation and then uh, adding in some things ourselves from our own story and just uh, uh, giving kind of a biblical foundation as well. Yeah, and I'll also say this. Marriage is like the, the primary and most challenging, most committed form of human relationship and uh, connection. Uh, but what we learn in the, you could you say, the, the lecture lab or the battlefield of marriage um, concerning relationships, loving one another well, that's applicable for all relationships. And Absolutely. so not only married uh, married people, whether they're in, in premarital counseling or you're just getting started or you're, you're through the middle and it's going well or not going so well, um, but also anyone who wants to understand themselves and others and how understanding self and others can help with loving one another well. So anyone that wants to be committed to uh, flourishing relationships um, in the body of Christ or um, in community. Yeah, so that pretty much leaves it open to anybody. <laughs> Singles, married, anyone who wants to just get better at relationships and loving others. That's that's so interesting to hear because we have... Uh, like you mentioned, Stacey, there's high divorce rate both in the church and outside of the church, uh, and I don't I don't think we think about that enough and how we relate to others. Mm -hmm. uh, and I I even think about the number of wedding photos I've seen where not just the bride and groom are kind of on the rocks, but if you look at the wedding party and the people standing next to them, you go, oh, you know, like that's a bridesmaid, but they don't talk to the bride in the picture anymore. They haven't been friends for since college or something like that. And I, I think that we have such a lack in our uh, understanding of how relationships work and how we can even uh, put ourselves in another person's shoes to kind of understand who they are and um, what their needs are, what their desires are, how Christ is working in them. Uh, so I'm, I'm really encouraged by this class of, uh, do you think, or the question I want to ask is, is why do you think marriage is so important to us? Or do you think marriage is a, is a particularly important relationship? I'll start this one out and, and just, you know, as we, we read the beginning of, of our, our collection of the scriptures and actually Genesis means beginning. Mm -hmm. um, you see that, that marriage is God's idea. It's his invention. Even before sin entered into the world, it was in Genesis two that God says, it is not good for man to be alone. I will create a helper suitable to him. And then at the end of that uh, chapter, it says uh, something that, that in Moses writing this, Jesus quotes it verbatim and the Apostle Paul quotes it verbatim. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife and the two shall become one, one flesh. And so marriage is, is God's idea. God is good. Therefore, marriage is good. It's intended to be a good gift and a good blessing to humankind. And it's interesting. It's a common grace. You don't have to be born again, Christian follower of Jesus to experience marriage. People do it. They've been doing it for thousands of years. And, and in every nation, uh, tribe and tongue, people want to be commit in these committed relationships for life. That's always the best. 
and uh, or should I say most people? <laughs> but um, it's God's idea. And if God, if it's God's idea, why not study it and get better at it? Why not follow Jesus, the one who designed this, the one who is is the the wisest entity of all time and space. So marriage is important and uh, it goes back to God. There's some other very practical reasons that flow out of that. Stacey, you want to talk about some of those? Well, I just think about how foundational it is to everything. If, if it's, it's so foundational to the, to the family, right? So how your, how your marriages impacts your kids and then it impacts your, your witness to everyone in your community. It's, it's foundational to everything. So you go for that, uh, that relationship. When you, when that relationship is strong, the impact is amazing. When that relationship suffers, everything suffers. So I think it just, it's worth giving it the attention that absolutely. And, um, you know, we, we know from, uh, sociology um, and just common, common law, what I want to say here, um, natural law. We see that that marriage is the building block, the foundation of the family. Like, like you said, the family is the, the fundamental building block of society. It benefits everyone. And then there's some, some psychological reasons that we know from studies that, that, uh, um, people who are in healthy relationships, you could even broaden it. Healthy relationships are essential for mental, emotional, spiritual, and even physical health. Um, finally, I've got to open my, finally, I would just say that, um, this is the primary analogy of Jesus the Christ, Jesus Messiah, mm-hmm. and his great love for his redeemed, the church. It is the analogy itself. And so every time we marry and are given in marriage, we, even, even those that aren't centered around uh, the scriptures or the Christian way of doing marriage, they're making a declaration and giving a picture um, Again, that's that's common grace. There's there's an analogy to God's great committed love to His people. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty important. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think one of the things that I've learned about marriage recently. You brought up sociology. I read this book. Came out in 2020, and because 2020 was a crazy year, a lot of people have looked at. It, but it's titled "The Future of Christian Marriage," uh, written by a guy named Mark Regnerus. Uh, who teaches at the University of Texas, and he he said in that book that marriage is a rigid institution, uh, which means that it's it has a shape and a structure to it that cannot be changed. And one of the ways we get into a trouble is we try and refashion and reshape marriage to meet our personal needs. Uh, but every time we do that, what we find is the institution either cracks and crumbles and you have divorce, or I... Uh, as the person trying to f- trying to flex it, uh, find I don't have the strength to do so, and so I get weary and tired, uh, emotionally strained because I'm trying to force something that's really strong and rigid into a box that it doesn't fit in. And 
I think that's fascinating because that ties back to why would marriage, unlike, say, the state, the state as an institution can have a bunch of different shapes. So you can have monarchies or a state, democracies or a type of state. You can have all these different kinds of state. They're not a rigid institution like marriage is. Why is marriage a rigid institution? Because it ultimately points to something beyond itself. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, like you said, Stacy, it's tied into all of these important things that if we get marriage wrong, we find we get... Um, by proxy, all these other things wrong. I almost think of it, um, uh, for any of my friends who have played contact sports, I almost think of it like ribs. Like I don't really notice my ribs until in uh, football or soccer, uh, I crack a rib and then all of a sudden everything is harder. Like breathing, the most basic human, uh, just something I need to do to live is now all of a sudden immensely painful because I have this little tiny hairline crack in the side in my rib uh and i think marriage is the same way that it is so structurally important uh but so i don't want to say it's easily overlooked but i think a lot of people approach marriage today thinking of it as a piece of a broader puzzle rather than almost like the table you're putting the puzzle together on mm -hmm. uh and if because if it's a piece of just a bigger puzzle you just add it into your life whenever you want and if it doesn't, if it doesn't seem to fit, you just take that piece out and you re rearrange the puzzle, right? But marriage is almost like the platform we put the puzzle of our lives together on, uh, and it gives shape and structure and stability uh, to it. So I, I think that's fascinating. Um, I would love to hear because, as we've said, since marriage is so important, there's so many things you could talk about, and even what you're saying is that some of what you're going to teach applies not just to marriage, but say close friendships. Uh, relationships maybe with parents. Um, given that, I would love to hear some specifics about what sort of topics you hope to cover uh, in this class. Yeah, so we are going to be using um, a curriculum called How We Love. And like I said, we'll kind of be adding in some of our own, not only personal experience, because we want to be able to share a little bit of our lives as well um, in it, but um, we'll also want to really lay that biblical foundation for marriage uh, before we even get into the curriculum of how we love. Um, but really, how we love really looks at, you know, we tell people, you know, love, love one another. Um, and sometimes we, we don't know how to do that. It becomes really challenging, and we don't realize that some of that is because of where we came from. So we take, we take a little time to go backwards and kind of look at your family of origin and try to look at, even through an attachment lens, um, how you became to who you are now, because so much of that has impact in how you relate in marriage now. And so we really want to understand um, what that is and then be able to say, okay, now how do we, how do we understand ourselves through that? And then, and then really grow in loving each other in a different way. And so we're going to, it's going to be both practical with skills of how to do that, but it's also going to allow you to kind of really have some better understanding about why it's hard, mm. why it's hard to mm. love sometimes, because I don't think anybody goes to the altar and says, um, I don't want to love my spouse. I think right. that's the whole thing. They get there. That's what they want. And everybody signs up for it, and then it's hard. Mm -hmm. And so how do we work through the hard in a way that honors each other and honors God? Yep, and the reality is that we're bringing a lot of our family of origin to the, t to the altar. And we think, I'm, I don't want to be like that. Well, sorry, you, you were formed 
by your family of origin. And it's, it's not anything that you can do about you're, you. We bring these things forward and um, the, the, we need to be able to see these things, how to grow through these things to create a better, more uh, Christ-like secure attachment um, in our relationships. This helps us lean into difficult conversations. It helps us work through conflict without being triggered or triggering one another. Uh, it helps us to enjoy the good gift of marriage and, and or just relationships in general in order to flourish as Christians and as human beings. Mm -hmm. So those we're going to be talking about all those kinds of things and a little bit of lecture lab included in that. Mm -hmm. And uh, just to even cite um, some of the curriculum, some of the training, we cannot be spiritually mature and emotionally injured. Um, we're seeking to repair our love styles and grow in intimacy. This is when Peter said to husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way. That is not a destination. That's like, did it, check, roger that, got it. She likes me, we're good. This is a lifetime course of study. And yet the scripture does not fill out the details. You have to study her. The scripture just tells you to do it for the rest of your life. And in a similar way, whether you're male or female, the husband or the wife, we are called to spend a lifetime of learning to love one another better, mm -hmm. to bring our best selves, our transformed selves, our uh, allowing Christ to, to transform the way we think and live and behave and relate. What's better than that? To actually be a better version of myself because I'm more like Christ. Right. What's not to love about that? And what husband or wife would not be blessed by that kind of spouse or to become that kind of spouse? Stacy, can I ask you to define a word just to make sure people are on the same? You said uh, uh, attachment. Mm -hmm. So could you just real briefly tell me what yeah, I mean, that? when I think about that, our our number mm -hmm. one secure attachment mm -hmm. comes from God, and so okay. we wanna we want people to understand what that looks like. But then I think when you grow up, again, looking at your family of origin, there's all different kinds of attachment, and we're gonna kind of look at what those different kinds of attachment are throughout the course of the class. And um, again, some of those just come from how you related to your family of origin. So um, the goal of the class would be to say, how do we in marriage um, how do we become securely attached? Meaning, mm. how do we begin to rely on each other in a way that that is safe and that we can be um, the person that we're with is the person that we share our whole our whole lives with that they really know us. Comfort. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And can find comfort comfort in. And yeah. an ally. Yeah, absolutely. So you might be able to say, and correct me if I'm wrong on this. Uh, everybody has some kind of attachment style. It's, yes. it's sort of like, is it a healthy attachment style, unhealthy attachment style, appropriate attachment style, inappropriate <laughs> attachment style? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. There are more, there are ways that I think we can grow in our attachment mm -hmm. style. Um, and again, the goal being secure attachment, whether we came from that or not, that we create that in our current marriages with each other, even yeah. if that's not where we came from. Mm -hmm. But yeah, understanding that some of them, um, there's ways that we've, we've protected ourselves because and and learned how to survive essentially mm -hmm. because we weren't necessarily securely attached yeah. to our parents. 
Given that, I want to make a special plug for for people in our congregation who may be listening, uh, for not just uh, young people. When I made the announcement, I said, oh, you know, if you're you know, a young person, you're not yet married, feel free to sign up for the class. I think given that, it would be really great to see some people who uh, might be at the grandparent stage of their marriage take the class. One of the things that I, I pretty frequently think about is how we often, uh, we often don't repent uh, enough, in a sense, uh, because one of the—the reason why I think about that is one of the things that repentance does is it gives an opportunity for the next generation to improve upon what we've done. Uh, because we get to make a comment um, about, like, if I'm honest with my kids and I say, look, here's where I think I did well parenting you, and here's where either because of my indwelling sin, uh, my lack of knowledge, or my lack of experience, I made mistakes, then I give my sons and now daughter an opportunity to parent in a different way without them worrying that it reflects a poor relationship with me mm -hmm. because I'm the one admitting, no, 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 I messed that up. Yeah. I don't leave it to my children to say, right. that's where my parents made the mistake. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I think it would be great to see some people who they're watching, they're now uh, mid-20s, early 30-year-old kids who are, getting, who are getting married or who are early in marriage take this class so that they can see, oh, here's some places where I could have been better at creating a secure, mm -hmm. healthy attachment. Mm -hmm. And if they're able to hear that, receive that, repent to their kids, they present their kids with a better opportunity to have a stronger marriage and a stronger relationship with their own kids. Mm -hmm. Yep, and it's never too late to start doing right. <clears throat> and uh, today is the first day of the rest of your life. So uh, great opportunity, great, great invitation. People at every stage in every age mm -hmm. that want better relationships, that want to walk into repentance and do do better with those relationships in marriage. Mm -hmm. Well, let me take a minute just to run through uh, some basics for the class in terms of some details. So Jim and Stacy will be teaching this class. Uh, this class, though, is slightly different than our other classes. All of our other classes, like the one I'm teaching uh, or our youth and kids options, uh, opportunities are going to start on the 21st of uh, February. However, Jim and Stacy's class is going to start on February 14th, Valentine's Day. Uh, and here's why we're starting it early. Uh, we are going to provide childcare from 4.30 to 8 p.m. Uh, for couples that sign up for this class that want to go out on a date, uh, have dinner, enjoy each other's company, think about the state of their marriage, have a meaningful conversation, and then to show up at Journey Church for this class starting at 6.30 and going to 8 p.m. Uh, to show up for that, to have dessert, and to have a, a conversation and uh, a teaching curated by Jim and Stacy. So we're excited to offer that. Again, that means that this class technically starts on February 14th. That's the first session. Uh, it runs um, for... 12 weeks, however, there is, uh, it's 11 sessions over those 12 weeks because we take a break for Holy Week, the week of Easter. So, uh, again, the class is How We Love. You can sign up on it by going to the link tree. And Jim and Stacey, thank you for joining me this week to talk about your class, and I hope you have fun teaching it. Yeah, thanks for having us. All right, we'll catch all of you guys next time, and thanks again for listening. Thank you for listening to Journey Church Tucson Sermon Podcast. We'd love to have you join us in person on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. 
You can find out more about us at journeyefc.org.